You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome to the Express with Bilal Bakani. I'm joined by Daniel Shahori. And Dan, the Royal Rumble is in the books. And given, you know, we're in a COVID time where limited people could travel, I thought this was a really good show, all things considered. I agree. I, I was, it was entertaining all the way through. It was fun. Uh, I wasn't distracted by the Thunderdome as much mm. until they fought into the... Anyways, we'll get to that. But uh, yeah, great show overall. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Let, let's, let's get right into the big story. And it was the Men's Royal Rumble. It was the main event. Daniel Bryan going very far. Uh, Edge taking the win. Sort of the angle early on with Randy Orton getting taken out by Edge and almost taking him out at the end. Uh, we had Braun Strowman down the stretch. We had a, a really shocking uh, surprise by Christian to the point where yeah. I think you, me, and Alex, who's still catching up on this as we speak, had picked almost 40 guys in this Rumble, and none of us had Christian. So Never uh, would have thought that yeah, he'd be in there. Pleasant though. surprise. Him, uh, not to mention uh, Carlito having a great moment with uh, Shinsuke. Like, this was a very nicely balanced Rumble. Um, certainly... You, you always could have a John Cena. And I know with the R-Truth right. thing earlier, we got that sort of joke of Cena coming back. You know, it would have been something else if Brock Lesnar had shown up to this thing, even if it was just to lose and set up a match at uh, Mania. But I no, think... No uh, Fiend. Yeah, I felt, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because I almost forgot. I really thought they were going to bring him in here. Uh, I know he wanted some time away, but I remember those reports only being a few weeks. So that's... It's an interesting choice, um, and I, you, you, despite the fact Edge won, you, you know Randy Orton's going to be on that road to WrestleMania with him. Are we looking at, you know, maybe an elimination chamber thing where three of them are involved? Um, I, yeah, I'm not. That's yeah, really interesting, and I, I, you know, I'm sure they will do something creative with it because I can't see of a reason. Uh, certainly, we speculated about this before. Heathley and Mia Yim not part of this. I think that's likely a situation with COVID. Um, probably some other main roster guys who weren't part of this. Ricochet, part of this, despite the fact he did not beat AJ Styles and did not qualify. Um, that bothered me. And that very easily could have been written away as, oh, well, R-Truth showed up at the wrong Royal Rumble, so we're short a guy, so we have to put Ricochet in. Like, that could have been a Sonya Deville segment backstage in a minute. Well, that might have been, yes, but they should have, but that probably was, uh, from what you said earlier, about uh, a possible COVID cancellation. It's the last second they just have to throw them in. Yeah. But it's probably, or it's probably that they don't care about their own stipulations. Well, they, they held Drew Gulak to it for sure. We didn't see him. And I'm forgetting who the other person, I think our truth was the other person who, so I guess the our truth, my thing doesn't work actually. Um, but, but nevertheless, they're, they're two out of three, they, they actually upheld it. And I will say almost uh, helping AJ was very, very interesting I even like the touch of Kofi sort of cheering on the new day. That was really nice. I was sort of surprised Ricochet, not Ricochet, uh, Mustafa Ali didn't get any help from Retribution. That was a very right. odd mission. I, I get that. Of course. I, I, I get that Mia Yim isn't there, but I, I assume the other people don't know. What's Slapjack doing? Yeah, like why is he not ringside? Like, of course. Like, like there was a very good moment where Braun was about to throw AJ out. He's like, no, I can't throw him out this way because almost is out there. Right. So he paused and he threw him out the other That's way. That's right. It was such a yeah. good moment in the Rumble. Uh, I'm sort of shocked they didn't do something similar with Brett. Especially you had Big E and Xavier. So you could have had them team up on the members of Retribution and sort of set this up better. So some odd omissions, but I think overall very good. Orton and Edge, as I mentioned, started. We had Sami Zayn coming in third to keep the conspiracy going. Um, I think this was a very, very, very well-crafted 
rumble. I think you can make an argument. It's one of the better rumbles in history. Um, there's so many of them. I, I'm hesitant to even say that, but it was very, very good. Very good. My one, one thing going back to almost mm-hmm. what I don't like, I don't like when people that are not in the match get to eliminate people. That really drives me nuts. Well, and I think and it he was, did it twice. Well, and it was Biggie and AJ. Uh, it was Biggie yeah. and um, uh, Rey Mysterio. Yeah, I think was it was great. Or was it Damien Priest? Like, like it was too like, but Biggie was like, okay, like that's not. Like, but when you do it twice and they're not in the match, I mean, I know there's no rule, but that's silly. Yeah, it's a dangerous. Although we saw a bit of that with Reginald and Carmella, it, it's a danger, dangerous precedent. Uh, I, I didn't mind it because I really just, I was almost thinking, man, is this guy going to be the thirtieth entry or, or something? And all of a sudden, just start slaughtering people, and AJ just stands there. So. It was effective. I have some qualms. I like the bad bunny thing. There was sort of a moment earlier in the show where the Miz was trying to do, I don't even know what it was, some collab or music video, whatever. And bad bunny wasn't having it. And he was trash talking Booker T and you know, that's sort of the thing I loved about that is Booker T didn't even have to get his hands dirty. The Miz just came out, destroyed bad bunnies, you know, DJ set, which nobody had bothered to move for multiple hours. So you have to sort of suspend your disbelief there. Um, But I just thought, uh, I thought it was good. I'm just checking in on Alex. Okay, just sent us a LOL. I just wanted to see if he had any breaking analysis for us. All right, let's, I actually want to go right to the Women's Royal Rumble because we're sort of comparing these two anyways, and then we'll come back to the title matches. Because for the sake of the card, they did differently, but screw it, it's our podcast. We'll do it this way. Uh, the Women's Royal Rumble match, I thought was, I think, just about, about as good. I think, I think they're sort of apples and oranges, but I think there was very similar, similarly some good spots. I loved Alicia Fox and R-Truth. It was so wacky. I almost that wish, was wacky. I, I don't want them to give our truth back this title. I would have rather seen Alicia Fox transition it over to like a Dana Brooke and put it on Raw with the women. I think they've exhausted. So got, Sorry. So Rosenberg still has it, right? I, I'm not sure. So yes, there was a scene where Rosenberg won it from Truth. I believe Truth has not won it back. Um, but yeah, he still has it as far as I know. I feel like that's going to be a social, like, I bet you if we went onto the WWE YouTube page right now, truth has probably already won it back. I don't right, think, okay. I don't think they're going to make him a regular character. Like, I guess he could do it for a week or so. Um, that's when Corey Graves said, uh, David Arquette is now off the hook. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Peter Rosenberg's win. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even pick up on that. Um, yeah. but yeah, a lot of stuff going on. I was disappointed not to see Sonya in the match. I, I I'm not sure you yeah, bring her back. In. Uh, just to be an authority figure. And look, the way this Adam Pierce storyline has worked out, you need an authority figure. And I actually think she's better than Adam Pierce. Like we saw, you know, whether it was on SmackDown, whether it was her being on the panel, she's quite good in this role. But I don't really think anybody, like what holes could you draw in if Sonya said, I'm going to put myself in this Royal Rumble. And if I win, I'll go to WrestleMania. If I don't win, well, I'll just keep doing my job. Like, I think that was a very easy logic jump. And I don't know when you have somebody as good as Sonya, like maybe she just doesn't want to do it at this point. Maybe that. Maybe, maybe she, there's a reason she can't. Yeah. I, I don't, I just, I don't know what that could be. Um, and yeah. it, so that was interesting. I thought Billy Kay, uh, and this is definitely not the biggest thing to highlight, but I thought she brought such a different aspect to this rumble. She comes out, she's got a stack of her resumes. I don't even know how many, it looked like she had 40 of them. And she goes on commentary. She hangs out. She tries to recruit. And I'm not even going to remember all the spots, but there was Shayna Baszler. Uh, Jillian Hall was the one who ended up taking her up on it. I believe. Jillian Billy. Uh, Jillian Billy, which was great. I believe uh, Shotzi Blackheart 
yeah. uh, came out with her tank. And then and launched her, launched the missile at her. Yeah. I, I was sort of disappointed at first when she missed Billy Kay and shot long and didn't hit her in the stomach. But then I don't know who said this on commentary, but I loved it. I think that might have been Cole. I don't even know, or King. And they were like, well, they were aiming for Byron. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Julian Cannon. Lawler said that. Perfect yeah. sense. That just yeah. linked it up so well. Uh, so, yeah, Billy Kay was tremendous. There was this moment with the Iconics. And then she was juxtaposed between uh, Peyton Royce and the Riot Squad. And, of course, Billy Kay just got the most screwed from all of this. And, and that was really well done. And then, you know, you also, you know, you certainly had Bianca Belair off the top. Or she was third. Bailey was first. Um, I'm forgetting Naomi was second. That was a great way to, you know, use Naomi. You've had her away for a long time. So you give her a workhorse horse role because I don't think you can realistically send her to WrestleMania, but you can showcase her and reestablish her here. I don't, I don't know why she was gone for so long, but, you know, and her and uh, Bianca had this amazing spot where Naomi was, you know, basically about to be eliminated. And her, the only thing that was on the apron was her feet. And then she used Bianca's ponytail to yeah. sort of, reel her way back like I, I, words couldn't even properly describe it if you haven't seen it go watch it i'm sure it was weird yeah it was just brilliant and yeah i i quite you know as soon as i saw lana i kind of was like hey, i'm nia jack like that's that's you know the biggest giveaway ever but the way you know the way they set it up where baszler was on the outside she wasn't eliminated and nia picked her up and they had the spot with tamina where she's like well she's family and then ended up being nia and baszler took her out and which they've then, never acknowledged before even though yeah they've teamed before but i don't know if they've outright said they were family on tv they have it yeah so but it worked and and you know i'm trying to think who we had left in the final four i don't even remember now but ultimately it really because charlotte okay the final three was charlotte rhea ripley and bianca belair and and you know i love that bianca and rhea were like well we're gonna double team charlotte because she won it last year screw her it's not even that we like each other we killed each other in nxt but we are not going to let her get another opportunity. And Charlotte just ended up almost laughing it off when she was eliminated, which I thought yeah. was such a great, and especially when her characters in that kind of in-between stage, you know, certainly the Lacey Evans thing came into effect here with Ric Flair having a cameo. But yeah, when it got down to Rhea and Bianca, I don't honestly know Dan, men or women, the last time I had two people at the end of a rumble where I'm like, I want both of them to win. Yes. I think even if you go back to The Rock and The Big Show, I didn't really want The Big Show to win. Um, you know, I just... And the build for Rhea Ripley was just like, it's amazing how different these two yep. are. You had Bianca who from the moment she's on SmackDown, she's got the video packages. She got the win over Bailey on SmackDown this week. She's had the feud with Bailey. She's been doing all these things. She had the obstacle course. And with Rhea, she just disappeared and she just reappeared. And Rhea Ripley's such a made star that as soon as you saw her, like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. she's you know trying to make up for last year. And I really hope that despite the fact Rhea didn't win, I hope she goes to Raw. I hope Charlotte wins the women's championship. And I hope this still happens. And I hope Bianca stays on SmackDown because I really wouldn't want her to leave her husband, Mark uh, Ford. And I hope she does challenge Sasha Banks. because I think that would be a great match. Granted, they're both faces. What can you do? Uh, maybe you put Bailey in there as a triple threat. I wouldn't have a problem with that. But I kind of hope that, you know, as opposed to the men's where I really don't want Randy Orton to end up in the main event picture. Like, God help us if that, like, I might stop watching wrestling if that happens. Um, like, what a difference. So in that way, I thought this Rumble was better. I think where the women's Rumble was a little weaker is they leaned a lot on the former stars. and A lot. Yeah, and, and I just, you know, Casey Catanzaro wasn't in this match. And she was on NXT in the tag team tournament recently. 
Her partner, Kaden Carter, wasn't in this match. Uh, Candice LeRae wasn't in this mass- match. Uh, Indy Hartwell wasn't in this match. Like, I could probably, you know, Aaliyah could have been in this match. Jeez, uh, uh, Jesse Kamea, Zia Lee. Like, my God, there was so much talent. And look, I'm glad Jerry the King Lawler got to have his moment with Tori Wilson. But I really could have done without that. I think we had enough of that. And I don't even know, like, Jesus, you, you had Samoa Joe calling the men's rumble. And uh, the women, it was King. Like, I almost would have, I would have preferred Stephanie McMahon. I would have preferred Beth. Like, why Beth Phoenix didn't do this, I, I have absolutely no idea. Like, I just, that, that bothered me a lot. Uh, there, there were some, you know, like Victoria. It was good to see Victoria back because we hadn't seen her in a long time. You know, or Mickey James. loves Lawler. Yeah, I, I just, he's already on the panel. Just, uh, I, you know, I, just like you, you're trying to, uh, you know, you've done these women's rumbles for, I think, four years now. You have moved on past the era of Jerry the King Lawler getting excited about Tori Wilson or, you know, being weird about Alicia Fox. Like, you know, and there was, there was some of these lines. I don't know if it was him or if it was uh, Joseph. Just, you know, here's uh, Alicia Fox. She's the strangest female competitor. No, no, no. She's the strangest competitor ever up there with our truth. Like you do not need to put a gender qualifier on how bizarre Alicia Fox is. Like she is bizarre and we're not doing subcategories of, she's just one of the most bizarre people. You know, it's like her, the boogeyman, uh, Bray Wyatt and our truth, you know, and you just probably and the ultimate from, warrior. Yeah. The ultimate warrior. Like they, there's not a long yeah. list and you don't, you know, gender does They're so weird. Yeah. Gender doesn't even matter. Um, you know, but I, I liked, I also liked how this played with some conventions. And I think, you know, I just, I like the pacing of this. Like we had, you know, Alexa Bliss trying to do her transition and it was like, well, this really isn't going to work. So let's just eliminate her. And I quite yeah. enjoyed that swerve Interesting. because it wasn't practical, you know, like, I guess she could have slid under the bottom rope and then come, but I'm glad they didn't do that. Um, Me too. Yeah. And I, I think they're both good rumbles. And I think just depending on what you want out of your Royal Rumbles, you can make an argument for either of these. Um, I'm, I'm almost changing my mind talking about it. That maybe I liked the women's one more than the men's, but they're both. Maybe. Great. Yeah. Uh, especially the finish. Like, uh, like, like you said, the, 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 the final two, they could have gone either way. It reminded me of the 2005 final two with Cena and Batista, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking they of Batista. Were, they were both on the cusp of that was their year, both of mm-hmm. them. And then of course, you know, like arguably Cena ended up the bigger star in the company and he lost. Mm-hmm. So I still think that uh, those two are the next two big stars out of that division. Yeah. And I think it says something that if you ask a lot of people, Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair were the favorites. And yet we're sitting here saying, well, the favorites were the final two, but I'm okay with that. And I think yeah. that's, just speaks to how well, and again, the, con- the, the contrast of how they were built, um, but, but also, you know, the performances both those women have put in. Um, I, I, and again, I just cannot say that for Randy Orton. Like, I am sick of Randy Orton, and I, I don't know putting him in at the first spot was that useful. Um, but again, uh, you know, nowhere on the Rousey, obviously, not really any massive returns. And, and you know, I, I think if I was to pinpoint one person who I really thought didn't need to be there, it was probably Santana Garrett. I really thought that was, you know, you're picking somebody who's on the NXT roster, who's not got a role on television. You know, that, that really stood out to me as like, man, just, I could list 10 women on NXT. I would, you know, I would have rather seen Scarlett in there at that point, you know, because at least she's got a a gimmick and a persona 
but you know, um, yeah, but I thought it was great. Uh, Dan, you want to add anything else? I think I've just gushed about this match for, I don't know how long now. No, it's good. We can move on. That's... All right. So now the less fun stuff, Let, let's go with sort of the, the main event of the rest of this. And that's the universal champion Roman Reigns defending against Kevin Owens in the last man standing match, a nice touch to ban Paul Heyman, at least for the majority of this match from being there. And, uh, Despite the fact, you know, on paper, here these guys go again. We did the spot with Kevin Owens being thrown over the tables. What? You know, yeah, my God. We, we did the Sammy Guevara spot where, you know. Two of them. Well, yeah, the golf It was cart. the one from the Stampede one. Yeah. And then the one from the Matt Hardy one when they were backstage. When Hardy hurt himself on, oh, on yeah, the forklift. Yeah, I didn't so even. They did, a, they did two of them. You know, I joked with you. I'm like, Roman Reigns was in Fast and the Furious, and, you know, they want to battle with Samoan weapons. Why couldn't Roman have just stashed some Samoan beating stick and just beat the crap out of Kevin Owens? Or Kevin could have got, you know what I mean? Like, you could have done something that spoke to not just his, like, movie career, but his culture and his heritage. And I've never seen been, those movies. They're not great. that reference. But it would have at least been something, right? And it's mm. like, at least it would have built on the mythos of the tribal chief, or maybe you could have done something with a table because he's the head of the, well, I guess it kind of did, but you know, I just, it could have been better. Um, but nevertheless, I think if the goal here was to present Kevin Owens as a legitimate threat, goal accomplished, um, the match was interesting. I felt like I didn't need this much of this match. It was so, there was a bit much, especially yeah. on a, a car, especially when, a, when you're, when it's on a card with two Royal Rumble matches, mm-hmm. that was a bit much and it was a bit long and, and, but you had to do it that way. But they, what I'm saying is it probably didn't need to be on that show because like, cause you can't do a 10 minute last man standing match. Yeah. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird flex. And when we talk about the other title matches, I, I, I don't know if this is the one I was maybe the least interested in. And certainly the, we'll get to the pre-show match where a title actually changed hands and that made things arguably that was the most important title match on the night. Um, but we'll get to that a little later. Let's chat about the, the raw side, Drew McIntyre and Goldberg. Oh, right. um, you know, a match that I think a lot of people thought would be very quick, but there was a good sort of pre-match, you know, back and forth with these guys where there was an attack and they both kind of hit their moves. But McIntyre was speared through the, the barricade, uh, which Samoa Joe said was steel. It's pretty padded. Um, but nevertheless, that was a pretty good setup. And you had Goldberg kicking out of the uh, of the the Claymore, which apparently nobody and yeah, the commentary is right on the money, which almost nobody kicks out of. And then you had Drew kicking out of the jackhammer. Now at that point, you've kind of done that story beat. I'm kind of expecting it, but I think you know once again for a match where the championship was clearly not going to change hands, they did enough to make me think that Goldberg could walk out champion, and yep. I think that is an accomplishment. And I think not going long not going short, but kind of almost doing an average length match through sort of pre-match shenanigans yeah. was a good way to kind of, you know, throw everybody off the scent a bit. I think it was fairly well done. I'm glad it was the opener. It was the shortest match on the card. And they did make me think for about a minute that Goldberg was going to win. <clears throat> yeah. Like, I think it's a big, uh, a big accomplishment. All right. Let's, uh, you know, let's keep it like Goldberg, keep it short. So we don't get too gassed. Let's get to the women's title match. You had Sasha Banks defending against Carmella. Um, this was a match that I think you and I were debating on Saturday if it was even going to happen on this show. Yeah. And I believe on Talking Smack was when they confirmed it, though. You know, I really felt like with SmackDown, with the, the whole promo with Reginald and Kalisto for some reason, 
Um, they very much were going to do this match. And I, I, I would say this, Carmella, she, I think Sasha Banks gets the best out of Carmella. I'm not Definitely. sure if there's another woman on this roster who can do as much with Carmella as Sasha. Like they're very good, you know, sort of this red and blue juxtapose, sort of this, you know, old school kind of, you know, female model that Vince McMahon would want. And this new school super fan in Sasha Banks who grew up loving wrestling and is diverse and has the lineage from Snoop Dogg, although they don't really want to talk about that so much with his AEW connections. They still keep that version. Yeah. Well, I think it's because the Cody version is so bad that nobody remembers him by Snoop Dogg. <laughs> but nevertheless, um, like this worked, again, much like the Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens thing. I didn't need to see it again. Um, I think Reginald largely kept this afloat in terms of somewhat being interesting and Certainly, uh, when Carmella got in the Rumble, we saw a bit more of that. But even the fact that you had Mel in the Rumble um, kind of tells you, you know, but I guess that's true of Charlotte as well with the tag team titles. But, you know, by comparison, you didn't see Goldberg. You didn't see Kevin Owens in the Rumble. And part of that is because of the physical toll. Um, But I think it also speaks to this match being a little less important and a little less draining on Carmella. And granted, she got a late entry. So, you know, I can't hold it in the same sphere as the men's title matches because Carmella was in the rumble ultimately. And, you know, it just didn't feel like as big of a deal. And that's too bad because I think Sasha of all the champions, you could argue she's a better champion than Drew McIntyre and maybe, you know, right below that Roman Reigns tier. So I sort of wish they had a better challenger for her. Um, Who that is, I haven't thought that far ahead, but I, you know, I think, I think basically we'd seen enough of Carmella uh, long before this match. So what do you think, uh, it's you think it'll be uh, Bianca and Sasha? I think it will. But I, th- I, now that I'm trying to put these two thoughts together, I think given that, and this is the thing with Bianca winning the rumble, that promo she cut, cut, cut after the rumble, which I know you mentioned you got a little emotional. Yeah. She, basically, she basically did that promo on SmackDown when she beat Bailey. So the problem I have with the, this whole thing is but she was crying now, I guess like as she was crying instead of panting. Uh, from being exhausted from the match. Yeah. Like, I believed her. No, no, I, I believe her too. I think it's, yeah. you, if you watch the Chronicles, like you can see it's very genuine yeah. and she went through some real stuff and you know a lot of that stuff's very well built out and Bailey alluded to it quite nicely in a promo. But I think the problem becomes, you could have just had Bianca in this title match here and you could have let Rhea win the Rumble. And I think ultimately you had already built Bianca enough to do yeah. this now and we were sort of done with Carmella and... At the same time, you could have had you could have set up a better story on Raw. And if you're trying to build both of these brands equally, which is not happening right now, SmackDown and NXT to an extent are being built up at a better level than Raw. Um, I think you would have really benefited by having not one winner from Raw, but having both Royal Rumble winners on Raw to try to tip the WrestleMania scales. Because, I, you know, we are probably going to be looking at WrestleMania. And right now, the main event for one night is going to be probably Sasha and Bianca and maybe somebody else. It's going to be Edge and McIntyre just because of the Rumble, but whoever Roman Reigns faces is going to feel like the real main event. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't think that... I think Edge is going to go for Roman Reigns. Okay, I I think he's going for McIntyre. I think because if you don't do that, you have no Rumble winner going for a Raw title and you already have an equity between these brands. I don't think, especially with the Peacock deal, I don't think double and they're renegotiating their, their, their NXT deal is in jeopardy because USA network has secured NHL rights on Wednesday. I don't think WWE can afford to perpetuate the reality that SmackDown is a better show. 
I think they have to like, and edge was very much a raw superstar who promoted, he was coming back on raw and he very much has the feud with Randy Orton who, you know, defeated drew and Randy could worm his way into a triple threat in mania. Let's be quite honest. It could be a fatal forward with the fiend. Really? I think it's a wasted opportunity. Okay. I I, I immediately thought a Roman that he was going to go after Roman. Yeah. Uh, Why? Like, uh, why would he go after drew? Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. I, I, I mean, just I, because he, I mean, why? Because he's the champion, and he has to go after one of them. Well, but you've left that Randy Orton thread out there, right? And you've got this Bray Wyatt thread, and with Drew, there's not really a thread. So I just feel like they're going to stick all that together because they're just spear versus spear. Yeah, yeah, no, look, and I, I would love to see Heyman, uh, and especially now that Christian, look, you're starting to sell me on this, especially now that Christian's kind of in the fold. You oh yeah, Roman's gonna murder Christian. match, yeah, or you get a Roman yeah. just take him out, you know, upright. Yeah. I don't think Gangrel is necessarily going to come back because we saw him last in AEW, uh, which is too uh, bad because I'd like to see Gangrel and Paul Heyman. That would just as a visual would be something. Um, but yeah, that's where we are with that. Uh, I think all that leaves us with is the women's tag team title match, uh, unless you want to go more into our tr- truth, which I don't think we need to. So we had Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler uh, taking on Charlotte and uh, Asuka. This uh, was on the pre-show, which I was a little surprised by. I think we assumed this would be a main card concern and they just hoist something else onto the pre-show, but they kind of flipped it around because I think they're like, oh, we didn't really put Sasha and, you know, Carmella officially, so let's move this over, um, which in retrospect doesn't make sense because you could have promoted it more. You could have used this as a way to sell people on the pre-show, so I don't know why it really didn't seem to be advertised as a pre-show match till we got to the pre-show as far as I could tell. And maybe I missed some tiny tweet from WWE, but you know, watching Raw and SmackDown and even talking smack, I did not think this match would be on the pre-show. But I thought this was good as much as I have a lot of issues with the Lacey Evans Charlotte thing. It was a means to get the tag team titles off of them. Um, Now you could argue, why would you have put the tag team titles on them in the first place? But I think it is a, pretense to get you to Charlotte Oscar, which can get you. And I'm really stretching here to to Charlotte Rhea. I think that's the convoluted ass backwards way they've done it. I think I, guess. I, I like, but you still got the Lacey Evans thing, right? That's what I'm saying. So like but that she's needs still, to be she's way more focused on, on Lacey. So uh, look, I, I would hope on raw, you, you, you destroy Lacey Evans, Charlotte, Destroys Lacey Evans. We don't see her for a long time. That's it. And, and nothing against Lacey. Yeah. I think that's how There's you have to do it. still two months of TV. I mean, a lot could happen. Yeah. But I think now you're in a situation where you have to move because you've got Fastlane and you've got Elimination, yeah. Elimination two, Chamber. So you've got two pay-per-views. Pay-per-views. Before and that. Crazy. Yeah. Those two pay-per-views, you have to get the title on Charlotte. And to your point, the Lacey storyline, you, you have put so much time into it that you may feel obligated to build that to a pay-per-view match. You know, I don't know if you put Ric Flair in a shark cage or whatever, but you may have to do that. And then I guess Charlotte has to on raw take the women's title, or I guess you could do it on the second pay-per-view. And then, you know, in the last month or so, it's usually a little bit more than a month, Rhea Ripley has to reemerge and challenge, you know, make a challenge for Charlotte. So it's, it's a little compacted, which, you know, I still, you know, maybe it's just because I picked her. But I'm so what to happens think, to Oscar? I, I would say 
she finishes up her Alexa Bliss thing in the next month. And oh, then God. she drops the title to Charlotte at the second pay-per-view. And then at WrestleMania, uh, she's in a battle royal. I think that's where oh. she, like, I hate to say it, but like, I think it's very obvious they've cooled on, on Asuka a lot. I think they've totally... She's, she's the champion. She's a champion, but they basically were going to give Alexa that title if Randy Orton didn't RKO her on Raw just six days ago. So like, they're not booking oh. her like someone they trust. Sorry, can I go back to something that I forgot sure. about? What was, why, why did suddenly Randy Orton's face completely normal? Oh yeah, I didn't even think of that. Um, yeah, he's and, and that completely don't... cleared up. Yeah, and and the leg injury didn't like. I really thought I, I'll give him credit. I thought he was really out of the match because of how well they actually sold the leg injury. Then it makes the recovery yeah, he's very very questionable. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the face thing doesn't make any sense because either you have burns or you don't. They don't go they, away in six days, I, from what I understand. I wish they had expert. never done that. That's so stupid. Yeah, he. The, Sorry, let's go back to the tag. I just remembered uh, yeah, that. No, it's a very good point, and I totally mm-hmm. forgot. And this whole storyline has been just so all over the place. Yeah. Um, you know, I was sitting here telling you at one point I thought we would just get Drew McIntyre at, with Nikki Cross taking on Alexa and Bray at WrestleMania. I thought that's where they were going to go because. Mm-hmm. I just, I was just like, well, Randy can, I don't know. That'd be a good fast lane match. Yeah, that might be where we end up. Or maybe a good raw match. Maybe that's not, yeah. So, like, look, uh, you know, if you look at where WrestleMania is going, I think there are some good possibilities. Um, I think the reality is, though, you know, once you get beyond sort of the Rumble winners, uh, I think there are some really good questions, right? Like, to your point, if Edge goes after Roman what the hell do you do with Drew? Like, if you don't have Brock Lesnar there for a rematch, and I'm not even... You might. Uh, yeah, I'm not even that crazy about it. Like, what, what... Seth Rollins. Yeah, but you just... They made such a big deal about him going to SmackDown, right? And how does he now, being on SmackDown, how does he earn the right for the title shot? This stupid invitational thing that they pull up every now and then. Yeah. That I... means nothing. They're in the same building. They're, yeah. They're going to do it. You're going to see their... They... They just go back and forth. Well, look, uh, yeah. while you bring that up, I do want to say, um, seeing all these NXT men and women in this match made me pretty upset that why the hell didn't you just have them at Survivor Series? Like, uh, like the virus is not better now. Like, it's no. basically the same as it was in November. Like, it spiked around the holidays. And, like, I guess U.S. Thanksgiving, maybe it spiked, you know, it's, not, it's a little better now. But I don't think, like, in the, especially in the States where there's still a crap ton of cases. I don't, yeah, I, I'm sort of frustrated that when it came to Survivor Series, they're like, nope, we're not going to let NXT in. Here, they leaned on NXT, NXT heavily, not heavily enough not to overdo the legend stuff, but still more heavily than they had previously. Um, yeah, I just, that, that really bothered me quite a bit. So would you rather see at WrestleMania, because you know, Apparently, John Cena is coming back. I, I was expecting him here tonight. Oh, our truth said he was back tonight. That's why he lost right. the 24-7 title. So would you rather see Cena go after one of the champions or Ooh. Cena and Truth go after the tag champions? Um, wow. Um, you know, when I think of Cena, I, I like a lot what he did with The Fiend. And I think there is an opportunity for him to do something like it again, I'm trying to think where would you put him? Do you... You could put McIntyre over. That'd be a good thing. I mean... Yeah, he could. I, 
I just think we all know he's a part-time guy. I don't yeah. know if I really – I think he's almost in that Triple H role where he can come in and put somebody over, but I wouldn't really put him near a title. Even the Intercontinental or the U.S. title, um, I, like, look, if he wanted to put over Big E, I'd be okay with that. Um, I think that would be – and I think they would have a lot of fun with it. I think they could joke around the whole way, which would be amazing. You know, do you – because, look, one of the things I was shocked by – was Matt Riddle was one of the last six or five guys in this match. Mm-hmm. But, and, yeah. But, but, and but, Christian. Christian well, and Braun uh... Strowman, even. Like, there was such a drop-off from Randy Orton, Edge, and everybody else. Like, it was unbelievable. Like, it was pretty much like – you know, it's funny because they started the match, and I wouldn't really sit here and tell you it was a two-horse race, but kind of was a two-horse race because Daniel Bryan was not there at the end. He really was put out w- way too early. Um and again, Daniel Bryan went out before Riddle. So in my eyes, that tells, you know, you know how WWE is not that good at hiding their intentions. Like Vince McMahon, just like, okay, Daniel Bryan's almost done. I actually think this Riddle guy is a guy I want to push. And I could see him and John Cena also being a promo or a program, or maybe even Brock and Riddle, because that has so much trash talk around Lesnar him. Lesnar doesn't want to work with him. I know. It's legit. I, 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 the right price... And, uh, you know, for, for Brock, I would imagine they would probably set it up that he would be doing just promos from his farm until WrestleMania. I think they could set it up that these guys just talk a lot of trash. Brock gets some, you know, people to stand in for him, Shelton Benjamin and whatnot, and they, they could get that to Mania. So, yeah, I think that's where I would see a John Cena or even a Brock Lesnar. Like, I don't want to see these part-timers, and it's ironic because Cena once rallied against this, I don't want to see them in title pictures because you get what we got with Goldberg where it just was the most obvious match on the entire card. You don't want like, and only because they've been weird about this before with Goldberg, was there any thought that Goldberg could win? Whereas with Kevin Owens, despite the fact Roman Reigns is the greatest superstar in wrestling right now, you could understand if they put the title on Kevin, like you could see them doing it. And short term. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I was going to say a few months, exactly. Like, I wouldn't have, like, he'd probably lose it right before WrestleMania. Like, maybe The Miz would cash in on him for all I know. He would have um, lost it on SmackDown the next week. <laughs> yeah, or something but, yeah. bizarre like that. So, we will see. I, I you know, again, the, Bianca gives me hope. Uh, Edge, you know, I, I was a little concerned. You've got two 40-something-year-old guys going a whole length of a rumble. Uh, and granted, Randy Orton was able to act his way out of most of it. But uh, not maybe the best idea. And I really hope Edge is okay, because... That's like a very demanding. That was quite the performance. You got to give it to him. Yeah. No, I think, you know, geez, we talk about guys who've gone first and gone to the end of the rumble. I think there's only three or so. Did they give him too much, you think? I mean. Oh, yeah. I think so. Like, I look. That's crazy. Like, only one person's ever done that before. Yeah. Or two times. I I mean, two times. I think it's two times. Yeah. Um, I. I mean, Rey Mysterio started at number two, but it's it's the same. They start at the same time, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So I look, and as I said, I'm wearing the Edge shirt, so I'm not super. uh, Well, I didn't really like. I had I had him as one of my picks. I don't even think he was in my first round of picks when he did it. Right? It was like my. I never thought he was going to win. Yeah. Well, when you looked at the way they booked this Rumble, Daniel Bryan was out early, saying he was going to be part of this, and this was one of his last chances. Edge had this last minute promo. You know, Randy Orton was clearly there. And then, you know, AJ was this gatekeeper on Raw. And then after that, you know, you start to get into the Shinsuke and the Cesaros. And you're just like, well, they already did it with Shin. 
they're probably not going to do it with Cesaro. So they didn't really give you a lot of options, which is why, and it's not unlike the women's rumble, why people sort of filled in the blanks with the Brock Lesnar or around a Rousey. And I think on some level they knew what they were doing. Uh, and for all, you know, you know, maybe legitimately Vince was trying to get those people in. Maybe he was saying, I'll get them in, but I don't have crowds. So I will get them in. I'll leave some room for people to speculate they'll be in, but I'm going to probably give them a low ball deal, which I bet you is what Vince did. He's probably like, look, uh, you'll make half of what you would normally make, but hey, there's no fans. And then at WrestleMania, there will be half the fans and you'll make, I don't know, a quarter less than you would normally make, something like that. I feel like that's probably what happened. And that's why there was so much, there was so much room. To, like, I, I don't know if there's ever been a rumble where there was so much room to speculate on, right? Like whether it was The Rock or CM Punk, like Conor McGregor people brought up, you know, there was all the room in the world to do this because, you know, again, Daniel Bryan's out there. We know how they are with Daniel Bryan. They almost never give it to him. And yeah, Edge was out there. I never there. believed it. Like, I, I believe it. I thought, hey, he's the favorite. And even Big E, they didn't even take the Intercontinental title off him. Or that Bobby hurt Lashley. the most. Yeah. I really was hoping for him. Yeah, that would have been great. Like that, him and Bianca, like that would have been beautiful, right? To see the two of them uh, rising up and new stars being built. Um, like I love Edge, He's yeah. Canadian. You know, he had that great moment. But like, wow! Like, because the thing is, like, they they didn't need to have him win because he's won it before, hasn't he? I believe so. Yes. So, like, whatever oh, he yes, was going to do at Mania, they mm-hmm. could have just gone there, right? Yeah. Yeah, and look, Edge is, I think, the only guy who's won all the big gimmick matches, Royal Rumble, Elimination Chamber, Money, First in, the money Bank, in the Bank, Bragging Rights, uh, I'm forgetting something. Uh, like, he's won all of those. He's won all the titles, whether it be the U.S. title, the Intercontinental title, the World title, the Universal title. Like, he's won all of these titles. So, yeah, there was – like, I don't think there's literally another person in wrestling history who's done everything. Edge is the only guy in the modern era. Uh, with all this, you know, because bragging rights <laughs> around a few years. Um, so, uh, yeah. Maybe Seth the, Rollins. Uh, I feel Oof. like he's, he's missing something in there. I don't know what. He's won the Rumble, Money in the yeah. Bank, NXT. I don't think he's won the Elimination Chamber. I don't know. I'd have to check on that. Oh. But I, I saw Ring this in a Bonner. video. Sure. Uh, so Edge is your only guy. So I agree with you. I wouldn't have used the Rumble to put him over, but I do think – they looked at the, I think they, they probably looked at the YouTube views like, oh, wow. What did everybody watch? Edge's return. And, and then I think realistically what probably happened is they obviously didn't know they had Edge until shortly before. Because if Edge is ready to go a month before the Rumble and you know you're not going to get the pop, and they knew, they put him on Raw, they would have promoted the hell out of it, right? They would have worked him into that Fiend storyline as a surrogate for Bray, and they would have told a bigger story, but they didn't. They basically got to the Monday before the Rumble. And at some point before, they're like, we've got Edge. We're probably going to have him win this Rumble. So just have him cut a really long, and it was too long, a promo on Raw, and let him win the Rumble. And again, I, I like the decision, but I would feel like almost anybody we just talked about, from AJ Styles to Daniel Bryan to Big E, you know, not Randy Orton. But other than Randy Orton, I, I think, think he's the one I really wanted. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I think any of those guys, like Daniel Bryan, is a great story sure. to tell. I would have picked him over Edge. And and look, even AJ, like there was this amazing talking smack segment with almost 
AJ and Paul Heyman. And I'll tell you right now, I like, I like the notion of edge going after Roman Reigns, but AJ Styles with almost going after Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman. I, I, you know, there's, and, and they, you know, I don't know how much they would ever admit to AJ not wanting to be on the same show as Paul, but uh, there's just so many layers to that. And well, you'd have to turn them back face. Yeah. But I think AJ showed at survivor series that he can tween that line very well. And I think he could have done it. Um, so yeah, I, think I, I, have done it too. I, I don't think this was the best choice. I like the choice a lot. Um, and then this is sort of going to be the crux because now it also become the question of what is your other match? And look, maybe we get styles and drew McIntyre again maybe. at mania, but I, you know, I would, the funny thing is if you're right, and I think you are right, the more I think about it and we get Roman and edge probably get Seamus and McIntyre. I, I don't think oh, they, that's probably where they're yeah. going to go. I don't think but, there's really anything left that, but if, if they, but another thought would, also, what you like? If Lesnar was going to come back, he has to go with. He has to be involved with uh, Roman Reigns because of the Paul Heyman connection. So yeah, maybe you do end up with Edge. I, you, you made a very good point earlier. The Edge and McIntyre feud. I, I I don't. I would never say this in any other situation. I think it needs Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. Like Ugh. I think you have to make it the stupid fatal four way oh, because no people are going to hate that. What is Edge going to do? Is he going to pull a Goldberg and say Drew McIntyre after you sucked up to Hulk Hogan, you clearly don't like the legends. So let's have a feud. Like what the hell is Edge going to say to Drew that is going to justify that feud? That's what I'm saying. That it's just it doesn't make sense for them yeah. to go at each other, right? You know what they they might know and and maybe this is why Edge was the choice. Vince might know that he's not getting Brock back this year. Brock, he might have called Brock, and Brock might have said, look, I'm not coming back till there's a vaccine. And maybe Vince knows that, and he's like, okay, who do I have? And I do have Edge, and the people love Edge. They hate Roman. I can do that. And then I've sort of got this Seamus McIntyre thing. And remember, like, the sword that Drew got for – or Seamus got for Drew is Vince McMahon's sword. So – if there's ever a storyline that Vince will be committed to and would feel would be worthy of WrestleMania when it may not be, it'd be Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. Like he is personally a fan of that. Like he is, you know, literally given the guys the props that are at the crutch of that story, you know, which, and how often does that happen with Vince unless it's a bedpan or God knows what else. Um, so uh, yeah, I think, you know, now that I'm thinking a lot, I think that's where we're going to go. And I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, I just really hope we, did, we then also get the Rhea Ripley-Charlotte situation. And heck, if you want to keep Asuka in that match, because I'd hate to see Asuka in any other position unless Kyrie Sane is coming back and she's going back to the women's tag team titles. But I just don't think... Uh, or if Io Shirai comes up to the main roster and teams with Asuka... Probably. And, okay. Yeah, probably. You know, now, Io's going to have to drop the NXT title, but you know, you've got Mercedes Martinez and Tony Storm coming for it. I don't really, probably more so Tony Stern than Mercedes Martinez, uh, Retribution considered, I don't really have a big problem with them taking that title uh, and then bringing EO up because, you know, like, I think if we learned one thing from the Women's Rumble, there is some really good tag teams in that women's division, whether it's the Riot Squad, you know, not so much Dana Brooke and Mandy, to be fair, um, but whether it's Billy Kay and whoever, like, there are some really good tag team competitors who are truly entertaining. 
And they've used Charlotte and Oscar as a stopgap. But, you know, like even, you know, I, I, I wish they hadn't broken off that Lana-Natalia friendship on Raw around the draft. Like, I think that whole table storyline, if Lana had a real friend and it wasn't just Asuka tacked on at the last minute, um, I, I think you would have had a very legit storyline that actually would have had a payoff where Lana could have been tag team champion on the back of Natalia, but they didn't do that. And, you know, when Natalia came out, I legitimately thought when Naya and Shayna were going through, I'm like, they're going to beat her up and Ronda Rousey's going to come out. That's what's going to happen. And when it didn't happen, I'm like, I guess she's just getting thrown in the ring and she's done. And that's where Natalia's at right now, which uh, sad to see. Um, But Dan, we've got super long on this, almost as long as two Royal Rumbles herself. Uh, Do you want to add anything else or let's get out of here? We're good. It's good to talk to you. It was a good show. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was better than I was expecting. So It was great. And let's hope they don't screw up WrestleMania now. But they will. Especially over two nights. They will. They will. Dan, thanks again. We will chat again. What's next? Fastlane or Elimination? It's got to be Fastlane, right? Chamber. Or is it Elimination Chamber? I feel like Elimination Chamber is usually around the NBA All-Star Game. So that's in February. So we're probably talking Elimination Chamber and then Fastlane in March. Because yeah. Fastlane's like Fastlane the last stop before WrestleMania, which is yeah. not a really well-marketed thing because you and I didn't think of that right away. But we will chat then. Yeah. Alex Ross will be back with us. And Mizey's. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. 